Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Office Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today, I'm delighted to have my old school friend, Eugene O'Brien, on the show, who's the founder of BigFan.io, a digital collectibles business. Now, digital collectibles have really taken off in the last year with a huge amount of money changing hands for NFTs. Eugene believes this is only the beginning of a huge new industry and has kindly agreed to come on the show to give us his insights on this exciting space. Welcome to the show, Eugene. Thanks very much, Ken. Uh, great to be here. Thank you. Let's start. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yes, Ken. My background is in marketing and in IT. I got involved in cryptocurrency back in 2013. Um, I got involved, I suppose, initially to check out the space and do my due diligence around it. Um, after my doing my due diligence around this, I set up a consultancy in 14, where we were helping companies gain access to regulatory sandboxes in different jurisdictions, as well as gaining licensing and doing jurisdictional evaluation for uh, companies. Then leading into uh, 17 and 18, uh, we started buying up in virtual lands and I suppose really investigating the, I suppose, the relationship between boards and blockchain and how they can be applied in a practical sense. So I suppose we were then looking at a, a company called Socios that I sold back in 2017. And we were uh, closely uh, looking at how they were performing over the years. And um, yeah, but they are doing very well. They've signed some major clubs and it was great to see the blockchain technology being used in a practical sense in the sporting industry. Okay. While viewing this, um, we were setting up our own uh, sporting product to do around uh, collectibles and metaverses. And uh, that's where we are then today. Very cool. I mean, you're clearly way ahead of the curve, <laughs> considering mm. you look at this stuff back in 2013. Just for the benefit of my audience, what are digital collectibles? And then, you know, what is it in relation to sports? Well, the main difference, Ken, is, is NFT starts from, stands for a non-fungible token. Mm-hmm. And a non-fungible token is a, a unique token. A fungible token would be uh, like the dollar or like Bitcoin, where all the units are exactly the same. So that's the main difference between a non-fungible token and a fungible token. Then a non-fungible token would be uh, summarized in that it's a digital representation of a physical good. Wow. So that then is um, used in the sporting world, uh, Ken, in collectibles, is that blockchain is used as a verification tool um, to provide a verification on the ownership and the scarcity, the amount of units produced of uh, those collectibles, which then ultimately gives the collectible its uh, value. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in this, but I saw we recently, I suppose, the big, some of the big clubs like PSG, I see they've got their own fan tokens. That's, that's um, 
Well, I suppose the, the main difference there, Ken, is you have, I suppose, broken up into non-fungible tokens and fungible tokens. Okay. Those heroes would be considered a fungible token, where essentially they go into a club, they tokenize the, the club, uh, they list a certain amount of tokens at uh, a certain price. Then with those tokens that you gain, you can trade with them, and you can also interact with the club with voting on, say, the, the team bus design and other uh, voting matters like that. Then you have the non-fungible tokens, which are exclusive, unique tokens, which then are used in uh, collectibles because the blockchain can verify the scarcity of those collectibles. Ah, okay, okay. And in relation to your company then, which side do you focus on? Is it or both sides or...? No, can we? I suppose we did a lot of research in this space and looking at what other companies have done, and I suppose the the roots market they've taken. We definitely find that the non-fungible token approach is a very good way to interact with your fans from being coming from a, a club. Okay. In that there are unique tokens, and when you buy a unique token, a collectible, usually there's a, a big sense of emotion behind that purchase, as opposed to if you're buying a non-fungible token or a fungible token, which is just like a currency, essentially. But we definitely find that best delivery mechanism to engage and to nurture with your um, audience would be with uh, non-fungible tokens. Mm, okay, very interesting. And tell me, so how do you see, I mean, this NFT market evolving? Obviously, you're, I mean, you mentioned previously to me that this is really only the beginning of this space, uh, specifically in relation to sports and sports rights holders and talent. So how do you see it evolving? Yep. I suppose it's evolving right in front of our eyes now in various forms um, of content, such as uh, video, music, artwork, and uh, even tweets. You would have seen there that um, with the artwork there back about three months ago with the Beatles drop that sold for $69 million. It was a great... I suppose, example of NFTs and I suppose the use cases around NFTs. So the way we see it is, is this is a way for artists to engage with their audiences in a peer-to-peer methodology. And we find that this is going to be a great tool for them to um, essentially to achieve this. So where we see it going is, is we see that there's a huge amount of opportunities for uh, clubs and rights holders to uh, adopt this technology. But also then with adopting this technology, they would benefit from enhancing their engagement with fans, as well as enriching data and business insight that will help nurture the relationship with their, I suppose, most digitally engaged audience, as well as monetizing IPs in ways that didn't exist before, and also to exposure to these significant uh, growing markets. So they're really kind of the way we see it going. And I suppose the, the most exciting points that we see with NFTs and with sports is the evolution of the collectibles themselves. In that, you would have seen with um, NBA Top Shot that they came out with a, a video clip moment. And then they used blockchain as the verification tool on it. And they packaged it up. And it's been a very successful product with uh, sporting fans. So really, we see with that and the new developments with it, in one example we have ourselves within a big fan is that we're dealing with a company at the moment 
where we're looking at putting the live stats of players actually onto the onto the cards. So really, we're trying to make cards as immersive and interactive as possible, as well as doubling up as an access key to customized experiences that we are building for uh, rights holders at the moment. Well, actually, it does so. You know, you mentioned there about the card. Could you just briefly describe what you mean when what, so somebody buys a player card? Is it a, is it a limited edition? Or how does it work exactly? Yeah, can um, what we're doing uh, at the moment is is we're doing a Genesis collection where it's a limited run of um, cards for specific clubs and rights holders. Okay. What these double up then at? You might ask, what can I do then essentially with that card? So really, we break that down into three main components, where that would you'd have the collectible nature of that card. You would have the membership element that comes with that card as well, as well as then in an access key to experiences. So really, the, the functionality that will come with these cards is um, fairly significant. And we really see that within the communities at the moment, that some of these areas like around the, the membership element, which has been really shown in PFP uh, profiles at the moment, such as companies like the Board API Club, where that there's huge demand for that membership with clubs and uh, the interactivity with them. So I suppose within those different areas, we're also building experiences that are built around um, very nucleus as a game within that. And then we build out the stadium and auxiliaries around that uh, game which would be then, um, I suppose, summarized as. So, yeah, so that's how we see it kind of evolving. Interesting. But, you know, I, I saw there over the last, obviously, year, there's some crazy money changing hands mm. for these digital collectibles. Is that a trend that you can see continuing? Yeah, look, I think with, uh, speaking of the Beatles drop again, yes. uh, usually, I suppose, with these new technologies, when they surface or emerge uh, mm. initially, there is a lot of um, hype around us, and I suppose that dictates the price, as in that it always comes down to uh, supply and demand. What we're seeing with the market at the moment is is that it's easing slightly, but then with the addition of new projects, such as the, the PFP profile projects, which really, I suppose, reinvigorated the NFT market, in that I suppose it's evolving so quickly that new different uh, variations of NFTs are being introduced to the market and new ideas. And I suppose that's really where we're at in the NFT space at the moment, that it's growing exponentially. And also, too, NFTs are being explored in different ways and how they can be, I suppose, structured differently in the offerings for potential buyers. So that's kind of the way we're, uh, what we're at at the moment, where it is down to um, supply and demand. And there's a very high demand at the moment with it. You also would have had a very good example currently, recently with the Christie's auction in Hong Kong, where the, there was 101 Board AP Club uh, profile picks for sale at auction, and they went for 24.5 million. So that kind of works out at about 250,000 a board uh, pick. Now, they're restricted to just 10,000 um, profiles. And essentially what it doubles up is, is that you're accessing an exclusive club and you also get a lot of benefits with being a part of that club. So, yeah, so we see the NFC space, I suppose, going in loads of different directions, but they're all very positive. And I suppose really 
it's showing the, the benefits and the advantages and what can be done around NFTs. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it really is fascinating. And how do you see, I mean, what are the opportunities huge in for, for people if they want to get into this space? Yeah, there's huge opportunities, I suppose, can win in this space in ways that you want to, um, like from a rights holder's point of view, it's okay. a great way to engage your fans in multiple different ways, as well as the enriching data and business insights and monetizing IP. So from a club's point of view, we envision all clubs and sporting organizations having some form of an NFT slash metaverse strategy over the coming years. Then we see it from the, the customer point of view in that they can get involved in projects from the grassroots and actually have a voice and be involved in those projects. So we're seeing a lot of governance uh, tokens coming out at the moment where um, actually owners of the NFTs will have a role in shaping the future of the companies by voting on certain matters. So yeah, so we really see that the benefits from a B2C and a B2B uh, side of things being very, um, very substantial. And we think that everyone needs to um, explore this space and um, yeah, to see what very kind cool. of advantages they can get from it. Yeah, very cool, Eugene. It sounds incredible. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to following this into the future. Uh, speaking of the future, what does the future hold for you now? Yeah, well, we're, I suppose, we're busy at the moment in a big fan in that I suppose we're obviously doing collectibles and we're doubling the collectibles up as a delivery mechanism to access our customized experiences. So I suppose we're working hard I suppose, on the membership element within Big Fan with our rights holders, as well as building out experiences for our rights holders. So we're currently building a, a soccer game in the sandbox. It'll be a, a 3v3 soccer experience and have a combined play to earn functionality, which will enable users to compete in engaging ways with uh, NFTs. And also, too, we're building out loads of stadiums, replica stadiums within the different metaverses that we're developing in. So, yeah, so very exciting times. And we've just come out there recently with a collection for Orange County Soccer Club in LA. And we've many more to come. And we actually have a, a significant Irish soccer team that we'll be announcing uh, next week to also ah. do uh, collectibles for. So yeah, so we're really kind of at the start of uh, a very exciting journey. And um, yes, exciting times ahead. Brilliant, Eugene. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Listen, if uh, people want to learn more, maybe get in contact with you, um, what do you recommend for them? Yeah, if you just go on to uh, bigfan.io, uh, you'll also then have access to our Discord. We find Discord can a great uh, communication tool in that, I suppose, that's how we communicate uh, with our community. And um, it's a great way of getting feedback and also, I suppose, engaging with them. We hold competitions and all that on that medium as well. So we'd recommend uh, people go to our uh, Discord channel if they want to get a good idea of what we are up to. And also if they want to view our roadmap to see uh, where we're the direction we're going. Fantastic, Eugene. Listen, Eugene, thank you so much for coming on today and giving us those insights. Um, and I wish you the very best with Big Fan. Thanks a million, Ken. Mm-hmm.